Hello, and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, a resilience podcast where we talk about all the challenging things that we're working to overcome, like anxiety, health, and relationship issues. My name is Sarah. So welcome to another episode of the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. I'm so happy to connect with you this week. We are into the thick of winter here in Canada, uh, late January, early February, and it's definitely cold and it's definitely snowy. We're finding we're getting a lot of just snow on snow on snow, and it's uh, honestly starting to get me a little down. We ended up taking a family trip to Mexico a week or so ago and that was such a nice break it went really well I had been nervous to do the traveling I haven't really been on a plane since COVID um, haven't went anywhere of you know that magnitude but it all went really well uh, it was so great to be near a beach to get in the water to see the sun again it just really was good for the mood and um, really good family time. I was a little nervous about the gluten and dairy free eating, but we had some good luck. They had gluten free pancakes at the buffet um, and some other things that we could taste and try. So um, it, it all worked out and felt really good. Definitely didn't get sick, anything like that. So I hope that you're finding some respite from the cold in whatever way you can be it exercise I know sometimes it can be fun to hit like a local pool in the winter because it just makes you feel um in a, in a bit of a different place or maybe you like winter outdoor activities uh, anything that kind of helps you to get through this week on the podcast, we're going to dig into relationships again. So honestly, this episode could have totally went in our marriage and partnership series that we did uh, back in the fall, but um, it's not. It's coming to you in the new year, and I think it's going to be a really interesting one. So we're going to talk about breakups. We, you know, in the marriage and partnership series, we talked a lot about challenges in relationship and communication and intimacy, but this is more on the other side, you know, the straight up breakup. So I know breakups can be really hard and I don't think that anyone is ever excited about going through the emotional aspects of a breakup. But today's guest, Tal Yardini, is a breakup recovery coach, and she's the founder of the program, The Breakup to Badass Formula, and she's vowing to change that. Tal went from being a New York City singer and actress to a breakup recovery coach during the pandemic based on her own personal breakup and her deepened spiritual practice. She wants to see women feeling happy, confident, and able to rock their lives post-breakup. Let's hear her thoughts about breakups and how to go from breakup to badass. Enjoy this episode with Tal Yardini, Breakup Recovery Coach. So welcome, Tal, to the podcast. I'm happy to connect with you today. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. So why don't we start with you providing a little bit about your background and how you moved from being a New York City singer and actress to a breakup recovery coach? Sure. Uh, yes, I spent 13 years in the city as a singer and actress, and then the pandemic happened and uh, the industry shut down. So uh, during that time, 
I was able to reflect like many of us did. And, you know, I was going through my own um, breakup. And so I was, you know, using the tools that I now use today to help other women. But at the time, I was able to really tend to myself. And so I was reaping the benefits because I saw that I was just getting so much better and really taking care of me and learning how to prioritize me. And so when, you know, I was starting to think, okay, well, what else could I do professionally? This was never a thought in my mind before while I was in New York, like, let's become a breakup recovery coach. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but during this time, I... I, my friends basically were like, well, Tal, you're like the go-to people always are, you know, they always come to you when they are going through something. And so there was something to that. So I sat with that for a little bit and then I was like, huh, I wonder, you know, life coaching, relationship coach. And that, that spoke to me. So Mm -hmm. I decided to get certified and within like a week of being in, um, life coaching school, uh, I was like, this feels right. Because before I was like, yeah, why not? Let's see. Let's just see, right? Like I was curious. It wasn't like uh, this has to happen. I was just like, I think this is the direction and I'm open to it. And within a week, I was like, yeah, this feels really right. And then, you know, as I was thinking who I wanted to work with, I was like, well, I think I want to work with, you know, I want to work with women who are going through what I've been through because I've been there. And so I understand it and I know how to get them to the other side. And I know it's necessary. So that's kind of the short of the long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's fascinating, though. And I think, um, you know, a lot of things obviously came together kind of at the exact same time to to put you in the position that you were interested in this, and, and then it sort of worked into that direction. So um, why don't we get into a little bit about what breakup recovery looks like. And one of the things um, that I know comes up a lot is self love. And mm-hmm. so why don't you tell us in terms of self-love as we know it, why, you know, I know you think it's kind of BS and why um, <laughs> self-love is really crucial, though, in, in a different way in terms of breakup. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when I, I see it, there's like a common denominator um, when I'm working with women. And it has to do with self-worth, which is really self-love. So when we talk about, you know, self-confidence, self-worth, self-love, it's all under the same umbrella. And um, it's the one thing that's gone out the window. Mm-hmm. And so it's the thing that I hear a lot is, you know, I've lost myself. I don't know who I am. And so, you know, the way that self-love is perceived is, you know, I go and get a massage or I go and get a mani-pedi or I go and get my hair done, which is all lovely. That's part of mm-hmm. self-care. Sure. Um, but it's, it's superficial, right? It doesn't really go deep. And so self-love is really like learning how to have your own back, right? And never abandoning yourself in order to be with another, never abandoning yourself in order to please another. Um, and so when you learn that, then you're going to be operating from a completely different place in your life. And so why is it crucial? It's because exactly what I said is that women tend to feel lost and their self-worth and their self-confidence, if you had to rate it, is probably at a one or a two because they're, they're taking the breakup as meaning they're not good enough. And so when we learn that we are good enough, regardless of whether you know someone else can show up for us or not, it's very powerful. Yeah, that's really interesting. So 
Is that part of the reason that people feel that sort of midlife I've lost myself? Is it the like bending and like doing things for other people and that sort of mentality that, that gets you there? Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, growing up, did anyone ever teach you you need to put yourself first? <laughs> We're taught, right? We're taught that, you know, we need to take care of others. We need to be there for others. We need to please others. We want to make sure, you know, it's, it's, that, it's the people pleasing a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Which can go along with codependency, which is like a whole other topic. But um, yeah, I, I definitely, you know, I think we're not taught this. So it feels very foreign to learn how to do this kind of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's always kind of prized, especially in girls, like sort of that selfless attitude. Yes. Like, oh, that's how, you know, we should be selfless and helping others. And yeah, you're right. And then you get to a point though, where you maybe don't know what self is. Right. Anymore. Exactly. And so I'm not teaching women to be, you know, don't, you know, don't give a crap about anybody else. No, mm-hmm. but what is it costing you? And at the expense of what? Mm-hmm. Right. And where is the time for yourself? And <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that's interesting. So why don't we dig a little bit more into self-worth? I know one of the things you've said is that, um, you know, romantic comedies have kind of influenced our thinking about that. So maybe you can expand on that a little bit more. Yeah. So uh, listen, I love a good rom-com, right? But (laughs) (laughs) growing up, what it's showing young women, and then it kind of gets ingrained in your brain, is that even when the woman is, you know, She's got a great career. She's got her life going, you know, everything's going great for her. The most important thing is the relationship. And so the way that, you know, it's depicted, I mean, just to, to really make a case point here, Jerry Maguire, right? One of the most famous lines, uh, Tom Cruise's character says to Renee Zellweger's character is you complete me. Right. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. so think about that for a second telling someone else you complete you complete me so i am not complete without you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now what kind of relationship is that going to be how much pressure yeah. is that going to be on someone else that they complete you right yeah. so that's kind of and the- then what happens if it's not no longer existing right <laughs> oh my gosh oh yeah. my gosh like then where do you go from here mm-hmm. you know And so that's kind of the message that we're sending to women is that we are not complete without a partner. And so I think, and so I want to preface by saying that I think that partnerships are beautiful and I think that there's a fantastic growth that takes place there, but what place are you coming from, right? Like when you know that you are complete on your own and then you're joining in with someone else who also knows that they're complete, then it's a different kind of journey together. Whereas opposed to I am seeking from you because I am lacking. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's kind of where rom-coms are. And so we, you know, they normalize the, the Prince Charming is going to come and save, come and save you. Right. We see that in Disney movies all the time <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just not a healthy mindset. And so that's what, that's, what's been modeled to us. If you look at that in, in music, if you look at that in, in major movies, the plot lines, how it goes and, um, and we normalize it. And so then people think, oh my gosh, like if someone's not making a grand gesture for me, mm-hmm. if I can't change that person, because in movies, right, it's usually like the guy's a little bit of a bad boy or he's just not, he's not great in relationships, but he, you know, he has a, like a coming of Jesus moment and he decides that he's going to change for this woman. And so these are the expectations expectations that we are now putting upon people in real life. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so how do we go about breaking that cycle then of, you know, putting our self-worth into our relationships? Yeah, is that you start to really, you know, the women that I'm working with, right, inside of my program, the Breakup to Badass Formula. So we look at this and we take an honest inventory of what what was I seeking? Or what was I, you know, why did I put up with certain behaviors? What was it there that I thought that was all I deserved for myself, right? And when you start to get really honest with yourself, then that's the place when you can start healing and you start to tend to yourself and you start to prioritize yourself and you start to, you know, how do you start your day, right? Like in my program, I'm teaching you how to start your day with a morning routine. And why is that so important? Because that is when we are the most open, right? When we wake up in the morning, your, your mind is the most fresh to receive any new information. And so when you take care of yourself first, you have a much better chance of the day going in your favor, as opposed to like rushing to the phone, rushing to your kids, rushing to, you know what I mean? We rush for everything else, but we don't take the time for ourselves. So I'm really teaching you how to take the time for yourself and then to have a ton of compassion because we are so hard on ourselves, right? Like that inner critic voice. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Like if we said those things to someone else, what we say to ourselves and what we say about ourselves, people would have their, their jaws would be on the floor, right? Because we don't speak that way to other people, but to ourselves, we are not kind. And so I'm really teaching you how to be kind to yourself. Okay. So that's kind of the big step is that kindness and then sort of healing our relationship with ourselves. Absolutely. Because then when you're, you know, by the time you're, you're done with me in three months, you're in such a different position because you now know how to speak up for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. No longer, before where you might have been silent about things that are super important to you, you have no problem now speaking up because you know how important that is because you know, I'm not abandoning myself anymore. Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so say, you know, somebody's listening that's just recently had a breakup and they're Mm -hmm. kind of in a spot where they're not feeling great. How Mm -hmm. can they really make the breakup serve them? Like how can it, you know, maybe be the best thing that's ever happened to them? Yeah. So you really have an opportunity here. And I know that it's super painful because when you're in it, you know, listening to me say this, you're probably like, shut the hell up. I'm in so much pain right now. And I get it because I've been there. But I can use an example. Um, A former client of mine, we recently just had like a one-on-one coaching session. And she said to me, she said, when I first came to you, I was in survival and surviving. She's like, "Is is the word I would use. And now I'm thriving. And she said, you know, I really can look at this now as a blessing because it brought me to me. Mm-hmm. It brought me to, you know, she's like, if I had not gone through this breakup, I would still be operating from the same place. I would still be operating from a place of taking care of everybody else, not knowing how to take care of me, staying in a relationship that doesn't feel fulfilling to me, being treated in a way where I, you know, I don't deserve this, but at the time I felt like this was the best I was going to do. So I put up with it. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you get to that place where you're like, I have an opportunity now to do things differently because I don't want to keep repeating this in my life because we get one life. Right. So we better like take care of us and, and learn how to live in a way that, you know, where we are happy, where we do wake up feeling like there's purpose, right. As opposed to Groundhog's Day, where it just feels really lackluster. So did I answer that? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think you're saying because the breakup sort of provides like like an instance to like work on that opportunity. Like I think that's kind of what I'm hearing that it's it's sort of giving you that moment of, hey, you need to do something different. Yes. It's like, what can I learn from this? And especially if you've been in relationships where this is a pattern, you find that you're always, mm-hmm. it kind of always ends this way. You know what I mean? Are you always mm-hmm. attracting the same kind of partner? Then we've got to look at ourselves. And, and so I always say this, it's like, we look at ourselves not to shame ourselves, but we have to take responsibility for our side of the street. Um, I used to go listen to Marianne Williamson talk and uh, she always used to say like, it may have been 99% them, but what is your 1%? And so I always say to my clients, like, we have to look at our 1% because that now is an opportunity for us to go deep so that mm-hmm. you can come out of this no longer repeating the same things, knowing that, you know, those types of relationships are just not sexy to you anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting that same pattern over and over again isn't what you want. Right. And so what if, I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going through a hard time, say, in relationship and maybe we're working through it and, you know, we're not breaking up or um, moving on, but I still want those things of, you know, looking out for myself, taking this time for self-care, setting myself up um, to to really not constantly be bending to others and and doing firm boundaries. Like, can a lot of what you're teaching also apply to somebody in relationship or not even in a relationship? Absolutely. Yes to both. You know, um, I had a client who came to me when she was in a separation and she didn't know if she wanted to leave her wife or not. Mm-hmm. She wasn't sure. By the end of it, she realized after doing all of this work and, and seeing it for what it was, she realized she didn't want to stay in that relationship anymore. But I was, you know, my program is not about the other person. It's not about the ex. It's not about your partner. It's about you. And so this work, like doing this kind of work is beneficial to women who are currently in relationship, women who are not in a relationship that want to get into a relationship because you're just so much better equipped to deal with the hard times, to deal with hard conversations, to deal with conflict Mm -hmm. because, you know, conflicts, it's not easy to speak up, right? It's not easy to advocate for yourself. And so there's a way to do it, you know, without shunning the other person out, but also, you know, standing your ground on things that are really important to you. Hmm. And yeah, I mean, maybe still there's an impetus for change that's coming, but it, you know, it could be of a different magnitude than a breakup, for instance. But yeah, that seems, that seems great. So the other thing I wondered is, how does a spiritual practice kind of link in um, with breakup recovery? Yeah, so we tend to feel really alone. And um, I know for me, like I felt so alone when I was going through uh, my breakup. Yeah. And so I really had to tap in to, you know, that higher power, whatever that is, however you call it, whether that's God, creator, universe, whatever that is for you, there is a higher power you know, that is a universal energy that is is really running the show here. And so we think we're running the show, which is funny, but mm-hmm. there is a universal energy that is running the show, right? And when you tap into that energy and you realize, you know, I mean, when we just look at how incredible our body is, right? We are able to breathe. We don't have to think about how to breathe. We just do it. You know what I mean? Our, our body is running for us. And so when we think about, wow, there is an energy that does that for me that I don't have to do. Holy moly. Like the fact that I think I'm the one who has to be in control and has to figure it all out. And so 
when you when you, you deepen your spiritual practice or when you lean into spiritual practice, there's an element of surrender. And so that is the part of us. It doesn't mean that we become complacent in our lives, but it means that we can rely on guidance to help us move forward. And in any moment, that guidance is available to us. And so I really teach that um, inside of my program because it really helps you to know that like, you don't have to figure it all out. You don't have to have it all together. You don't have to know, you know where you're going to be in every moment of time. Like, there is a guidance system that is always available to you at any moment, and all you have to do is call on it. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. No, that's really interesting that, you know, just sort of, I can see that loneliness piece for sure, especially with your story. I mean, being in the pandemic, that was a tough time mm-hmm. to begin with and then kind of looking for something more to link into. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I wondered, like, we've talked a little bit about tools, but are there any other tools that you kind of want to expand on for us or any other um, key pieces of advice or tips that you'd like to share before we wrap up? Yeah, I mean, I'll share, uh, I'll share two things, you know, for anyone that's, you know, either fresh out of a breakup, or they're really having a hard time breaking free. Um, I always say no contact. And so no contact is really important. Um, obviously, if you have kids, um, there are other ways around it where the conversation really just has to do with co-parenting and nothing mm-hmm. else. But for, you know, those of us who don't have that, no contact is really important and it's going to feel really hard to do. Um, But it's really critical because as long as you have this person in your life, it's going to be really hard for you to move forward. And because you don't have access to them in the same way, you're going to be wondering, why am I not hearing from them? What are they up to? Why are they not texting me? Why are they not calling me? This must mean that they don't care about me. It just, you know, we start to run that narrative. Mm-hmm. in our minds. And so it's really important. This is the time, again, if we've taken anything from this conversation is to really put this focus on you. And so when you commit to this no contact and you say, look, for this time, you know, I need to move forward. And so I, I really would like for you to respect this and, you know, and, and we will not be communicating during this time. This is really, again, showing up for yourself, right? This is, this is doing something that's hard, but necessary because you know that you know, three, six, seven, eight, one year, you know, nine months from now, a year from now, you don't want to be in the same position. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's one. And with no contact, you know, it's, it's not just them texting. It's also not looking at their social media. Maybe you're unfollowing each other, muting each other for a time, you know, cause there are other things where it's like, Oh, well, I'm not in communication, but I'm still looking at their social Mm -hmm. media or their Mm -hmm. stories. And that again, that keeps Mm -hmm. you stuck because they're not, they're literally on the brain now right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they're occupying a piece of your mind at this point. Yeah, right. And then we and then we we're starting to make all sorts of stories and conclusions about mm-hmm. what those pictures are. Like, who are they with? What are they doing? Oh, they look like they're having the time of their lives. Because you know, because because social media really, sh- you know, it really shows us what people are doing in their lives. Like, obviously, it's we don't we don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you see a picture of someone having the time of their lives, we don't know what's underneath that. But it's just my point is, it's not going to help. Mm-hmm. Two is, um, you know, I hear a lot about, uh, suddenly I, I would say this, like we, we have like the rose colored glasses on when the breakup happens, suddenly mm-hmm. the ex, and I'm, I'm not here to villainize, you know, in some instances, it's a beautiful relationship. It's just not a match. Right. But mm-hmm. in some instances, the ex was not so great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and suddenly all of that stuff, like 
if it was uh, you were mistreated or you were cheated on or um, you weren't prioritized, uh, whatever it was, suddenly all of those things that you know, brought you to the demise of the relationship, suddenly that goes out the window and they become the best thing ever. Right. And it's all we can see. All we can see are the good times. All we can see are the times that they treated you well. And so this is when I go, okay, love, I get it. Because obviously you wouldn't have stuck around if there weren't good times, but you mm-hmm. really got to get honest. And so I ask you to uh, actually write it down and write all the reasons why you are no longer together, why this relationship isn't for you and to keep it handy in a place where you will be able to um, reference back to it because the brain is going to go to this place of like, Oh my gosh, I'm never going to have a love like this again. Um, They were the best thing for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll never get over this. No one will ever treat me as well as they did. And then I say, okay, let's take out that. Let's take out that list. Let's look Mm -hmm. at it and tell me what, what is the truth in that? And they go, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 painful to go, yeah, they didn't treat me well and they did X, Y, and Z. But at the same time, it's crucial because it's going to accelerate um, your healing. Mm-hmm. That seems like it would be really helpful to like, we get moments that sort of trigger a past relationship, like even with the holidays coming, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. maybe you're like, Oh, but remember when we had this Christmas right. together? And like, of course, that was a good memory. But you're right, like, keeping those pieces of why that's not good for you kind of close would maybe be helpful in some of those cases, too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, holidays are a really tough time. Mm-hmm. Um Again, commercially, what we're being sold, right? We're, we're being sold families and love and and togetherness and all of that. And then suddenly you're in this breakup and you're mm-hmm. like, I don't have any of that. So, so that is a time when, you know, is to really be alert and to really lean into these tools and um, lean into what you need for yourself because it, that's a time where, you know, it's very easy to slide back and, and let people back into your life who really don't deserve a spot there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Good advice for sure. Thank so you. that's great. I mean, I think a lot of this makes so much sense. And you've obviously broken it down into a way that, you know, you can walk clients through and really show them how to, to kind of find their best selves. And I think that's great. Thank you. I so, love it. <laughs> Um, why don't you let listeners know how they can find you if they're thinking of working with you or if there's any other ways to connect online or through social media? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram uh, at the Tagliardini. uh, And I have a a Facebook group, uh, Breakup Recovery Support Group for Badass Women. Um, That's really great because I go in there live weekly and I'm answering your questions. So, you know, a lot of women come in there and they have a lot of questions about what they're going through. I give you tips on how to move forward. So that's really um, a really wonderful place. And also, uh, you know, you're going to want some support and community during that time. So find mm-hmm. me in either of those places. All right. That sounds great. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I think this will give people a totally different perspective on breakup, how to see it. Like it's maybe going to be for them instead of like, why, why did this happen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Sarah. It's been great. 
Thank you so much to Tal Yardini for being part of the podcast this week. I really enjoyed her tips about looking at breakups in a totally different way. Um, I loved her thinking around rom-coms and how those can be really challenging. And, um, you know, I can definitely remember a lot of that messaging, especially as a teen, when you're very impressionable, um, even young adult, and you think, oh, this is how things should be. And, um, no, it's definitely great for her to be pointing out some of the challenges with that kind of thinking. Um, I loved her focus on self-love and, you know, really, really caring for yourself and her tips about how to actually get through um, the breakup itself, like no contact and no social media and looking at things in a way where you're writing down reasons why you're no longer together to remind yourself of, you know, the importance of the breakup really in your life. And, and hopefully that leads you on to feeling great instead of, you know, that well, the way you would in a rom-com where you're feeling kind of down in the dumps and and all of those kinds of um, stereotypes around being in a situation where you're going through a breakup. So thanks so much to Tal for being with on the podcast. If you do want to connect with her, she mentioned her Instagram at Tal Yardini and her Facebook, the Breakup Recovery Support Group for Badass Women. Um, and I hope that you've enjoyed this and it's got you thinking a little bit about things. Definitely, I know we're leading into Valentine's Day soon. And so, you know, that is a time where relationships are on the mind for people. And if you're going through a breakup, here's a way that you can feel good and connect with Tal if you're looking to get some more personalized um, coaching around breakup. I hope everybody, like I said at the top of the episode, is dealing with the winter in a positive way, um, finding whatever you need in order to get through this cold and, and, you know, very snow-filled winter that we're having definitely here in Ontario, Canada. I hope you all have a great week and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Thank you for listening to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. Please keep in mind, this podcast is not intended to be medical or professional advice. If you'd like to hear more from me, you can follow me on social media, Instagram and TikTok at Sarah Lady Gluten or Facebook, Sarah underscore Gluten Free Lady. You can also visit my website, which includes author information, speaking information, and more info on the podcast at www.se hyphengerman.com. If you like the podcast, please feel free to review the podcast on your favorite platform and also subscribe because it means that it will show up for you every week on your favorite podcast platform. Also, we've just started to have the ability to support the podcast. You can find this link in my Instagram bio or visit Kofi ko-fi.com slash learning to slay the beasts. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.